Hey, it's Andy. Thank you so much for joining the show. Big interview today, Louisville head coach Scott Satterfield. It has been a very, very busy week for him. The Cardinals are back on campus. They're getting ready for voluntary workouts beginning Monday. That means they're going through all the different procedures they must go through to get back to working out in terms of getting tested for COVID-19 and then learning about the different protocols they'll have to deal with as they navigate the building and the weight room because it's going to look very different than the last time they were there. Now, Louisville's in a little bit different boat. They got about half their spring practice in, so they're a little further along schematically than a lot of teams are. They're also a lot further along in terms of the relationships between the players and the coaches. Uh, There was a former Louisville player who tweeted on Thursday that uh, his former coach, Bobby Petrino, didn't have a racist bone in his body because he just hated everybody. And I don't know if that's completely fair, but from talking to people in the Louisville program, it wasn't great under Bobby Petrino. And then Scott Satterfield and his staff got there last year, and the relationship between the players and the coaches got considerably better. There are real relationships between the players and the coaches now, and Satterfield and his staff are lucky that they got to do that last year. They got to get to know their players which is very helpful this year because it has been a very eventful time. You had COVID-19, and then as the players get back, there are protests in Louisville that are similar to the ones that have sprung up across the nation, and players are involved. They're at the protests. They're cleaning up afterward. They, They are in the thick of this, and Scott Satterfield and his staff have tried to make sure they are educated and make sure that They are doing this safely, but also make sure they use their voice because they don't object to the players having one. This is sort of a different time in college sports where coaches used to say, well, don't don't talk about that stuff. We we don't want to hear you talk about that stuff. Nobody wants to talk about that stuff. Coaches understand that the players have a platform, that they have valid opinions that need to be heard. I think one of the things that made Scott Satterfield and his staff so successful early on at Louisville was listening to the players and listening to their perspectives about the program and what needed to happen. So this is a a case where they probably came in at the right time and, and their players were prepared to deal with everything that was coming. We'll see what happens from here. There is a lot left to go because Louisville is now about to start workouts and then start moving toward a season. Let's talk to Scott Satterfield about what comes next. Joined now by University of Louisville head coach Scott Satterfield and Today is is physicals day coach is that right the the, the players are getting their physicals and uh they're back on campus, and now you kind of bring them back into when it, where they can actually work out. Is that is that where they're at? Yes, that, that is correct. You know, we Matt Summers, our trainer, and, and working with conjunction with our hospital, and you know everyone on our campus uh, they did a great job of getting the, you know return to campus uh, for our athletes, and and so you know started with the the, the test, the COVID test that they they got um, two days ago on Tuesday and then 
Today is the physical part, which, you know, everybody has to get an annual physical. All our players do you know, yearly anyway, and today is that day. Um, and then anything that they need to do medically, uh, they'll get done. Um, and then we're starting to get back in the weight room on Monday. So we talked to, to Robbie Bell, one of your offensive linemen, earlier this week, and he was talking about a lot of the stuff that, that, that has to be done now where, where he's got to fill out a checklist basically before he goes into any facility. And he said, you know, it's weird at first, but he has a feeling within a week or so it's, it's going to feel normal. What, what, what exactly they have to do uh, as, as they go through the process of, of moving throughout the facility? Yeah, you know, we, we've got a, a bunch of procedures that, that our guys are going to have to do. We've, we've been talking about this now with our guys, um, you know, when we have our team meetings virtually about the return to campus and what it's going to look like. It's going to be a lot different, obviously. Um, you know, and, and safety is the number one priority for our guys and our staff. And, you know, so we're taking all these precautions. But one of the things that they do have to do is fill out a questionnaire. It's a simple questionnaire. Ask about four or five questions and, you know, essentially, uh, you know, talking about your health is basically what it is mm-hmm. um and once they check off that they're feeling good they, then they can make their way to the building and, and, and come in and, and even when they do that there's going to be things they have to do um we're doing temperature checks where you know the way we walk in is the same way the way we exit is going to be a different way and you know we've got the group spread out you know a lot of, a lot of things in protocol that we have in place again just for safety and and to see how it progresses i think you know as we've all seen throughout really the last two and a half months, there's, a, there's things that I think at times we're changing hourly, uh, certainly daily and, and weekly. And so this, this plan is, is something that we have in place. And I'm sure it's gonna, we're going to tweak it. We'll change a few things here and there. But essentially uh, just trying to be the safest, safest we can to get these guys back and, and working out. How, how did it go for you, you know, from the moment that, that things got shut down to, to when you – found out okay the players are coming back here's the date here's when they'll be able to get in the weight room what was the range of emotion like for you in terms of is there going to be a season how how are we going to handle this how are we going to get everything done uh, you you guys got quite a bit of spring practice in compared to everybody else but it, it still has to have been a very strange spring oh incredibly strange i remember that friday we we had our our spring practice our seventh race spring practice and we were headed to spring break and i remember something about the virus and I just told the guys listen there's something going on out there make sure you're washing your hands and and be careful on spring break but enjoy yourself but be careful and I'm thinking oh, we'll see them back in a week well the next week comes around and you know that's when it basically we, everything starts shutting down and it was scary and it still is and um, I think it for us uh, the unknown was probably the scariest point of the last two and a half months and then you know we're start we're starting to get plans of return to campus and those type of things they start you start to get excited about it um, at, at the same time, a little, a lot of apprehension, I think, because of, you know, what's it going to look like? And so, um, but the whole time, you know, we're having these meetings with our players and their coach, when are we coming back? And, you know, and the scariest thing is, I don't know, you know, are we going to have a season? I don't know. You know, all those questions keep popping up. And, and I think everybody's asking those fans, you know, alumni, media, you know, what's going to, what's it going to look like and this and that. And so um, the encouraging thing is that when things started to come back a little bit and states started to open back up, um, you know, people are, you know, starting to go about to work. And I think, you know, that's all encouraging. We just, you know, we're all hoping and praying that the numbers will stay low and continue to, to decline. And, and so we can have a season. You know, as we sit here today, we all feel like that, that we'll be able to come back and, and, and start practicing and, and have our season and, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, hopefully get back to somewhat close to normal. But I think the, the big thing is just getting our guys and seeing their faces 
seeing the smiles on their faces, I think the camaraderie is the thing that we missed the most throughout these two and a half months. Well, and it's it's interesting that it's this week that that you get your guys back because it's it's been a very very interesting time in Louisville. You you've got protests going on that you had the death of Brianna Taylor that, that was being protested. Um, and, and I saw photos of some of your players that were helping clean up after one of them. And, uh, you know, I, you've had, there was a, a police involved shooting the other night in town. How do you address this with the players? How do you talk about, you know, being safe out there and, and, but still having your voice and being, being able to have your voice heard? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, you know, obviously this starts with dialogue and conversation, and that's the one thing that we've always tried to do is just be open and, and honest, and sometimes you have to have some difficult conversations, and, you know, which is um, is tough sometimes, you know, but I think that's that's the best way to do it. And so, you know, we want our guys to be able to have a voice and to be able to express that voice, and and we're certainly going to back our guys 100% and, and our staff. I mean, it's – it's um, you know, the thing that we did when we first got back and got in here to this program 16 months ago was the first thing we said was, you know, we're going to put our arm around these guys and love on them. And I think we just need a lot more of that throughout this whole country. And uh, for people to love on each other, regardless of uh, your your income level, if it's high or low or the color of your skin or, or any of these factors, you know, if we just if we had a lot more love and treated people with a lot more respect, then we wouldn't have a lot of the issues that we do have right now. So, so we're going to support our guys and everything that was going on. But we obviously our safety is our number one priority. We don't want our guys to get out, you know, somehow, you know, get injured or, you know, get involved in something that they they really didn't mean to get involved with, as far as some of the the rioting and uh, the looting that was going on. So. Um, we want to do it in a practical manner. And, and so the way we've done it is just through conversation and supporting our guys. And, uh, and we'll always continue to do that. And, um, you know, and, and it's not going to happen overnight throughout this country. We all know that, I think. I think, but for us, uh, each day we, we take it in a, in a different um, approach as, as far as just that day, um, loving, respect, and, um, and supporting each other. Well, it's interesting because I was – up at, at visiting you guys before everything shut down at one of your spring practices and we we're talking to your players and it seemed like the thing they appreciated most about what you and your staff did when they got there and this is we're talking about a year back was you listened to them you know you, you just listened to what they had to say and it seems like that's kind of the most important thing to do now instead of offering opinions maybe just listen <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there's no question about it. When you look at the thing that, that's going on um, in our society as far as race goes, you know, I mean, I'm a white guy. I have not – I can't walk in the shoes of, of a person for, with color. I just can't. I mean, so I can't relate. I mean, I've been around um, guys like that, uh, people of color, my whole life, um, because obviously because I've been involved with athletics. And I've, I've loved on a lot of guys throughout the, my years of my time, but, but, I, but, I, but I can't know what they go through on a daily basis i just can't so it is it's listening to them it's um being open and honest and uh, and supporting i mean that's the bottom line and i think and it really is it really is pretty simple when you come down to think of it if you just have love and respect then, then that'll take care of everything and no matter what line of work we're doing or what capacity we are in this in this country if we do that then then it's just going to be so much better but but you're 100 percent correct in the fact of just listening to what these guys say and supporting them, I think, goes so far. Can you imagine how hard this would have been had all this, the, the COVID-19 uh, 
the, the protests had, had all this happened last year when you were a new staff? Oh man, no, <laughs> absolutely not. I feel for the, the staff that, that, you know, just got somewhere this year and, and were new to their area. Uh, it's so difficult. I mean, last year for us, um, you know, it's such a whirlwind each and every day. You're, there's so many things you're trying to do. I mean, obviously, you're trying to learn your players, learn the people um, that are on your staff and that are going to be around you, your support staff. Also, learn your, where you're living. I mean, finding a doctor, finding a dentist office. I mean, just all the things. And then all of a sudden, the whole economy and everything shuts down for two and a half months. I mean, you just you got to feel lost. And so I'm so blessed to be having this that it didn't have last year because, uh, you know, after, after going through that and – tremendous year it was but but to be able to to have to have that year under our belt was tremendous and then you know for us this year we feel we felt good about our guys you know as far as you know we, we were not around them obviously they were back home but you know the work ethic they've, they've shown the last 15 16 months um, we feel good that they're doing they're putting the work in back back at their homes and I, you know a year ago I don't know if that would have happened you know so I, I'm so certainly grateful that that we're a year under our belt. Well, uh, so how how did you keep tabs? Because obviously the you know the NCAA wouldn't let you watch them work out or anything like that. But but how did you check in? You know, just just make sure. Hey, are you doing all right? Do you have access to anything? How are you working out? Are you running? Are you are you? I had an eighty pound bag of soil that I threw in a duffel bag and was using for squats before the gym <laughs> opened back up. So I, I, I'm sure your players got real creative. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, but basically what we did right right from the start was just continue to have our conversations. So, so we would have our, our Zoom meetings with uh, with our whole team. We would have unit meetings with offense, defense, and we would have a special teams meeting. We did. We've been doing this for the last, you know, two months now and weekly. We also have our position meetings. So really lean on our position coaches who are their guys on a daily basis, um, making sure the guys just holding each other accountable. We also had accountability groups. And so we'd break our team down, the, the six to eight guys, and then there would be somebody within our, our organization that would be accountable to those players. And so they would just check in and see how things were going. Um, you know, one of the other things that sometimes goes unnoticed throughout this, and I was more worried about this, was the mental aspect uh, and mental health. And I think so the one thing we wanted to do is if there was any issue going on back home with one of our guys, then we, we would want to get them back up here to Louisville. And – you know, some of our guys that happened, we got a few guys back up here. Um, I just, you know, again, their their mental well-being, uh, physical well-being is the two most important things to us. And so that, that's the one thing that we were monitoring. Um, you know, and then our guys would, would send us some videos and stuff about some of the things that they were doing. But obviously there was a bunch of rules out there where you couldn't, you know, you couldn't do the Zoom workouts. You couldn't do um, mandatory workouts or any of that type of stuff. But our guys – worked hard and they wanted to and they wanted to show us their work and so they would shoot us back videos and stuff and it was pretty just pretty neat to see how, how much uh, work they've been putting in the the accountability groups you mentioned i i'm fascinated by those because the way you guys do it and, and other programs do this as well but you mix up the players mix them up by position group mix, mix them up by year mix them up by scholarship and walk on and then you assign them to different assistant coaches so basically you're forcing everyone to kind of learn each other how valuable is that in terms of building a cohesive locker room? Yeah, oh, it's huge. I mean, it's, it's huge. A lot of the things that we do intentionally uh, like that are, you know, to be able to get our guys to learn each other. You know, that way you're, only, you know, you're not just knowing your position group and you're not just knowing somebody in your class. You're going to know a guy. If I'm a senior, I'm going to know a freshman walk-on, you know what I mean? Because we want, we want the guys to be able to know and learn 
um, the whole group. And that's one of the great things about sport. That's one of the great things about, in this case, football, where you get 115 guys and you're bringing them all together for one common goal. And I think, uh, which is one of the greatest things about that we had going on about sport, you know, and, and people talk about the huddle, you know, what goes inside the huddle. You don't care, you know, your, your background, you don't care your color, your skin, you, you know, you're, you're all just playing for each other. And that's the one thing we always try to promote here is lifting each other up, playing for each other, uh, loving on each other. And, um, and I think that's how you have success because when, when it gets adver- adverse and you have an adverse situation, you're going to pull together and you're not going to start pulling apart. And I think obviously, um, you know, that's what we need in the country. Well, so you guys demonstrated that last year. I think it was interesting that the first game y'all played, you, you played against Notre Dame, you know, Notre Dame's obviously a very good team. Didn't end up winning that game, but you looked like a completely different group. Could you tell, you know, as you were practicing last fall that, that they were starting to believe in one another, that the players were starting to, to lift one another up as opposed to, yeah. you know, the year before they had, they had fallen apart. Yeah, no question. Well, yeah, you, you could start sensing a little bit uh, throughout the summer prior to the season. And then once you got into August camp, you know, you start to see it a little bit more and that, you know, we'd have, you'd take a step forward and a couple steps back and then two steps forward, one step back. I mean, so we had some good and bad days throughout camp. You didn't truly know. And I, I don't think our guys truly know until about halftime. And I didn't see it on her face. We went into halftime at Notre Dame, and they're like, oh, wow, this, this stuff's working. And, uh, and the guys just got excited about it. And, you know, and then at the end of the game, you know, I just told the guys in the locker room how proud I, I was of them and that we got a chance to be, have a really good team. I said, Notre Dame's a really good team, but guess what? You guys are a really good team. And it just trying to create that belief and that confidence in the fact that we, we got something special here. You know, and you don't really know that, but as the season went along, the guys just gained more confidence. Um, played more confidently, um, and and you know, and it, but turned around at the end of the season. You know, you win a big bowl game, you win eight games. It's incredible to watch the transformation of this team from the time we got in here to the time they finished that. You know, and what's awesome too is that when we came back like this past semester and started our spring practice. Um, they picked up right where they left off from that the bowl prep that we had against Mississippi State. It was just amazing to see. You know, the guys knew what to expect. They knew they knew how to work. They knew how to practice, and it was just great to see that where we just picked right up where we left off. And, and I think that's why it's exciting for this upcoming season. we got, we got so many great things, I think, ahead of us, even though we've had a just setback as far as not, not being around each other for two and a half months. But I just think we're going, we should be able to pick up where we left off right when we left, right before spring break. Well, and that's the interesting thing because you, you went really early spring practice your first year. You were earlier than, than just about everybody this year as well. You got about half of the spring practices in – do you feel like everybody knows what their role is or what it should be and, and understands so that when you get back in camp, they know what to do and you can kind of just pick up where you left off? I think we got a good head start on that. You know, one of the great things about this semester as well, you know, we signed 25 December. Well, 15 guys came in January. So we were able to get a lot of these newcomers in here to go through those the first half of spring practice. And then now, you know, we're lacking about 10 guys, and then we're going to have some more walk-ons that will come in. And so those guys are obviously going to have to find their role on this team. But one of the things we always talk about in the fall is that you guys are going to have to find your role, and then you're going to have to accept that role. And sometimes that's a little difficult for guys. You know, if I want to start on defense or offense, but maybe my role this year may be to run down on the kickoff team. Well, if that's my role, and then I have to accept it, and then, I'm, then I'll go 100 miles an hour doing that. And so once we get into camp, I think we got a great head start on it, but we'll finalize 
a lot of these roles in camp in August. And, you know, the quicker they can accept those roles, the better the team will have. Are you an early spring practice forever guy after, well, after I, what happened this I, year? <laughs> well, you know what? So uh, we have for six straight years. Now, this year we backed off a little bit only because, you know, NCAA passed a rule this year where February was dead. And I didn't want to have all our practices in February and, and not be able to bring recruits on campus and watch us practice. So we, we pushed it back. Otherwise, we would have got every every practice in this year had, had it been the old way. So I think the way the rules are, um, you know, we'll still start in February, but we like to finish in March now just because we can get recruits on campus. And, and so for us, this, even this year uh, before – uh, we went to spring break. We had several recruits that were on campus that in March that came and watched this practice. I thought it was a great thing. Um, I do. I love I love going early spring ball and uh, and getting that done, and then concentrating on the weight room and and, and the other things that we can do. And, and this is one of those this is total necessities of the mother of invention things where you guys had to come up with different ways to to reach them to talk to them. Is there anything that you guys did during the the shutdown before the players came back that you may keep doing? once everything is, is quote-unquote normal again? Well, I think one of the things that we did, um, obviously with the, with the way you can do the, the virtual meetings, I think we've never done anything like that before. And so what we were doing virtually with our recruits and, re- and our recruiting families, that certainly will we'll continue that trend. I think that will not go away. Um, the ability to you know, sit in somebody's living room, but I'm at my home you know, which is incredible. We, we never really had to do that, never thought about that. So I think that certainly will happen in recruiting. Also, the opportunity to meet with our players. We can have position meetings at our home. They're in their dorm room or apartments, and everybody's looking at their screen, and you can still have a meeting. So I think those some of those things will be able to continue on um, and not have to physically be in the building, I think, is, is tremendous. And I think that's going to be the case for, obviously, a lot of businesses throughout the whole country um, that are – having to go through some of the same things, but it's, it's taught us how to use technology. I don't think we were using technology, obviously the way we could have before. And so I think some of those things virtually meeting is some of the things that we'll probably do. It's never going to replace physically being there just because you want to see the expressions. You want to see body language. You want to, you know, be able to, to cut up. And I think the one thing about the, the virtual meetings, you just can't get the, the cutting up with each other, you know, just the fun stuff, right. hanging out. I, and I think that builds camaraderie, that builds chemistry, you know, so certainly not going to replace any of that. Well, it, but it's funny that you mentioned, you know, being in somebody's living room virtually. We we had FaceTime, but I feel yeah. like the younger generation used it, but but guys our age didn't really use it for that purpose, and yep. now everybody is. No, you're 100% correct, you know, and it's, it's – uh, so we, we started, like, when this all this happened, we started on FaceTime, like, the first week or two. And then we ended up going to Zoom, and it was so much better because you can get, you know, for example, we'll get our whole staff or our whole offensive staff. You may have nine coaches on one Zoom call with the recruit and their families, and they're all, you can see everybody's face on the computer, which is, to me, is a lot better than the FaceTime part of it. So, um, and the connection was good. And then you also can share video. I mean, it's just a lot of great things that you can do, but you're hundred percent correct. We didn't use the FaceTime like we probably could have um, the younger generation. Yes. But now this is caught up with, you know, all of us and I'm not old, but some of the older coaches that are in the profession now have gotten caught up on, the, on a lot of this technology. Well, it's funny because, you know, I, I feel like I've learned what everybody's kitchen looks like during this, this time. <laughs> but, but if I'm the parent of a recruit, I kind of want to see that. I kind of want to see 
the uh, the position coach's house. I want to see if his wife drops in or if his kids drop yeah. by or what his dog looks like. That, yeah. that sort of stuff matters. Yeah. It, 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 and you know what it shows? It shows that we're just real people too. Just I mean, just like everybody else. And I mean, I'm sitting on these calls and my dogs run in. They start barking at the uh, – you know, Amazon Prime is probably dropping off something for my wife and uh, they start barking at the guy bringing it up to my door. So, I mean, it's just real life. You know, we're, we're you know, we're, we are football coaches, but we're we got issues. We got problems. We got kids. We got dogs. We got wives. You know, we all have things going on like everybody else. It just shows that you're real. And and the one thing that I think is great about our staff is that that's who we are. We don't try to be something we're not we don't put on a front um you know if you come to our building and hang out with us you'll you see that uh you know if you come this year or next year i mean you're going to get the same thing from us we try to treat people with respect and and we want to have fun and cut up and um not take ourselves too serious so how many dogs what kind and what are their names <laughs> i've got two dogs i've got a um a bichon her name is lily she's lily she is a completely white dog and then we've got a golden doodle for about 11 month old now and he is wide open his name is maverick and he is solid black so uh <laughs> so we have two and he's big and then the, the b-shot is little it's hilarious oh yeah i i one of the uh the big golden doodles just moved in next door to me and and she is a uh, a holy terror so uh <laughs> they're they're fun, that, fun yeah. but that's the thing i it when when that sort of thing happens you 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 actually get to know somebody and and I'm curious, you know, do you feel like you've gotten to know some of your players maybe even a little better during all this because you had to communicate with them in a different way? Yeah, I mean, I think I think we have a pretty good relationship with our guys um, in our, you know, in our facility and hanging out with them and, and having them over our house for dinner. I mean, we try to do a lot of things with our players, um, you know, and, and then, you know, what I don't like, again, what I don't like about this is just the interaction, the, the physical contact that you're right there in the same room with the guys, cutting up with them. That's the thing that I miss. I feel like it's more so like when I'm on these calls, you know, if I'm talking to the team, you know, it's essentially, you know, me talking and I'm like, I'm just in my living room here talking, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of different. And so, you know, so I don't know if you get become closer like this. I think, I think for us, it's so much better to be inside the building and be around our guys and, and cutting up. I love the side conversations, you know, I, I love the fact like when you're, you know, not when we're meeting, but when we're before the meeting or after the meeting, you know, you're just cutting up in the hall or you say, Hey, come here, come here to my office, sit with me for a minute. I mean, I, I just like those intimate settings and, and just cutting up on, outside of the official meetings how, how nice has it been for you you mentioned earlier just to see players come back smiling and how nice is it just see them just see them in uh, person see that see they're okay yeah. yeah absolutely no it's great i mean that that part's what's great about it and, and you know and here's the other thing is that it, something it got taken away from us there for about two and a half months and i think what it does is you realize man i i, I can't take some of this stuff for granted anymore you know i can't take for granted that, that i'm not going to see this person again or i'm not going to be able to play this sport that i love again um or even be able to go into a restaurant i mean i mean you know that that stuff got taken away for us from us for two and a half months and you know for me i think you know don't take it for granted and these relationships that we have with these guys it's a very short period of time. Even if they're there four or five years, that is a short period of time. And how much um, impact and, and influence can we have on these guys in that short period of time? And that's that's the thing that we love as coaches, being around these guys and and just watching them grow and develop and 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 really being with them. I think that's the key. Um, so yeah, it's just great to be able to see them. Well, you got them back, coach. Enjoy, 
and uh, good luck getting ready for the season. Yeah, I appreciate that. We're certainly going to enjoy it. Uh, got our fingers crossed, as everybody does across the country, that that everything will go smoothly this year, and that we'll get we'll get to be able to play this great game and get fans in the stands, and um, and hopefully get back to some normalcy. But uh, appreciate you having me on. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back on Monday, talking more college football as the sport moves toward reopening. Just about everybody's going to be back working out. There will be some schools that aren't, but almost everybody has a plan at this point. This is going to be a, a very intriguing offseason because we've never seen anything like this before, but it certainly seems like it is now headed toward a season. And so we'll follow what comes next. We'll talk to you Monday. Mm-hmm.